Hello and welcome to the Whatever Podcast. But tonight we're coming at you from the mysterious hole in the internet known as the metaverse. Welcome, <laughs> everyone. I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, today I'm joined by by uh, Preston and Chris as usual. Um, and I don't even know where to start. We're just floating out here. We're just floating in this universe. Floating, floating in the metaverse, dog. Do you, Preston, <laughs> surely, surely you, you know more about this than probably the both of us. Hey, before I mean, before, just a, hey, hold on. Before we get there, Connor, I got to ask if you've watched this movie or not. Okay. Um, so I just watched it last night. Uh, it's Moon. Have you watched that movie ever? I haven't. Oh, uh, you got to watch it. I think you'd like it. What is it's it called? a little, it's Moon, okay. just called Moon. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Uh, I don't know how I came across it. I picked it up used. It is talking about the universe, but I know we're talking metaverse. This is, uh, I don't know, this this got a pretty good twist to it. So that's my recommendation. Sorry to break hey, in. No, 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 I just no, had no, that no, on the mind. Take it down. All right. You so the metaverse. Oh, my gosh. I don't even... No, you guys are going to have to educate me here. I don't, I really don't like, Preston, I know, I know damn well, you know something about this. <laughs> uh, I mean, from all the things that I've uh, watched and gathered thus far, it's basically Mark Zuckerberg wanting to, um, it's like creating a technological world on top of the world that we, uh, Presumably, uh, see as the real world. We're talking, we're talking Matrix type stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not just it's not just Zuckerberg, right? I mean, others are trying to get into this as well. Yeah, they are. I would say that uh, Facebook is probably has their stake in probably. Uh, well, now Meta is no longer Facebook. Um, probably has their uh, hands in it quite a bit more than most at this point in time. Because um, because he I has feel like money or because of, of because of the fact no. that Oculus. My my thought is that he's had this in his brain for quite a lot longer than what some people would probably presume. I would assume that he bought Oculus in the hopes of creating it into this. Um, whole encompassing of metaverse way long before this which you would have had to like with the development that it would take to do this but all right so so wait a minute before we we before we dive that deep into all this can you just explain what metaverse is is this just are we talking virtual reality so yes and no the closest thing that i could probably uh, equated to is kind of like uh connor you would know um uh, vr chat yeah yeah so, so so chris let me let me let me break it down um definition wise uh, and i totally did not look this up uh so preston actually did touch on some good uh good points on this definition uh the metaverse is a hypothesized 
iteration of the internet. Supporting persistent online 3D virtual environments through conventional personal computing, as well as virtual and augmented reality headsets. Metaverses in some limited forms are already present in platforms like VR chat or video games like Second Life. Um, so, yeah. Ready Can Player like, One. Yes. All right. <laughs> just I want to get my thought across before I get before I forget it. Um, basically, what I was going to say, the closest thing I could actually equate it to in our real world is like it's like the Internet. So the Internet's always there. People are always hopping on it. But more or less, we are disconnected from the Internet. Like we are not a part of it. Mm-hmm. And what Meta is wanting to do is bridge that gap between the Internet and the real world. So there's always going to be this fake internet world where you can always be logged onto or always access through like augmented reality where you, let's say you have Google glasses or whatever glasses that they come up with or contact lenses in the future. And then you're always going to be able to see into that world through this or dive deep into it with um, like the Oculus and or like full body suits in the future one day kind of like ready player one as connor was saying chris have you have you seen that movie surely yes oh yeah oh yeah yeah so it's it's pretty much exactly like ready player one uh in concept but not with video game i mean i'm sure video games will play a part in it however i I think it's it's going to be more legitimate matrixy not as realistic but like i don't know aiming towards matrix type stuff if that makes sense um but so 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 social network based connectivity with individuals not not necessarily just strictly gaming but that yeah that will likely be part most likely yeah i think think work environments were mentioned um being able to work in a metaverse place and like have meetings there and and stuff like that because as i guess the example that was used was as we work from home, we lose that, that work environment um, and that whole like team aspect of stuff. So, which is true, which is true. So I worked during this pandemic, probably 15 months um, up until this past summer and then went back to work. Uh, one thing that I found very interesting uh, cause it like switched COVID switched everything just within overnight, let's say, So I had to get my whole team. I manage a department of about 35 individuals. At the time, I was doing two departments, so about double that. And I had to get everybody at home within a matter of days. So setting up network capabilities on rural broadband access (laughs) and having basically that connection to do what we do every day uh, that we do in person. Uh, but a lot computer driven online and, and people became accustomed to that. So like people I had to drag home to work remotely, I ended up having to drag back to the office now that we're out of that remote status. But I see this kind of hybrid of value in individuals working remotely and also a little bit from the office to have that connectivity. So what does this metaverse end up doing? Kind of bridging that gap of providing both? Yeah, I would say that's kind of the start of it, being able to 
kind of get that feeling of being in together with people. So how is so how is that? Break that down for me of what does that look like in the work workplace? Is that let's say holograms? I mean, because we do (laughs) we do Microsoft Teams or we do we do Skype. It's it's like both, right? Like it's been explained. Yeah. Yeah, it's been explained as kind of both. Um, One of the things that I saw probably that kind of equates to more what you were talking about, Chris, is kind of like the putting on like an Oculus Rift headset and then being into like a conference room. And actually, it's like kind of like looks like you're actually in it and it isn't just like a screen in front of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Though though there has been like I I remember when I. Preston, I don't know if it, do you remember if it was the Google Glass or like Microsoft had an equivalent? Do you remember what the Microsoft one was called? Uh, I think it was just um, oh, that was so long ago. I think oh they just yeah, gave because up on it, like it. yeah, well because it went into I think Google bought the technology from them. I thought well, it, it so they were it was yeah. Hololens, 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 yeah, yes, Hololens, yeah. There we go. I think I think in the workplace it it bridges you have the option, you know, I think, I think it's one of these things where it's like, okay, so the company is going to provide a service, right? And so as the company that's receiving the service, you determine which parts of that to use, whether it be the complete virtual reality side of things, or whether it be an augmented reality thing where you can view work materials and be in meetings with basically holograms and still be able to multitask and work at home or something like that. One thing that I saw, which was crazy. I saw, I think it was, it was a couple of days ago. I was just like checking out, um, the verge and stuff. And there was a article I saw on a uh, completed hologram, uh, real time hologram imaging. So basically you have, uh, this machine that, depicts you in a 3d form almost perfectly it's as if you teleported Hmm. into this box and is talking in real time so you can pretty much be somewhere without having to be there if i if i had to guess the box is full of mirrors right yeah 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 you should you should look up i don't know if you ever have um the both of you because chris i know you didn't get to write it um the beginning of uh Rise of the Resistance. In mm, yes. Because up, they're um, complete, lifelike, complete lifelike uh, holographs there. And it's it's like, it, if you look close enough, obviously you start to be like, oh, okay, it's breaking the illusion. But there are some times where I just sit and I look at it and I think, I honestly wow. don't know what I'm looking at. So like, I, this is so convincing that I, I don't even like, I just, your mind just doesn't question it. It's just like for a moment, in time, you look at it, you're like, oh, a holograph. And then you think, wait, we don't have the science for that. How, how is that possible? <laughs> and, and, and so f- suddenly, like, the more you think about it, it's like, okay, yeah, it's not real. But when you just look at it, like, the the general, the average goer who doesn't think about that kind of stuff is going to walk mm-hmm. in and they're going to be like, oh, my gosh. Cool. A hologram. And they're just going to leave. Like, they're, they're, gonna think, they're just not going to think anything about it. Um, so... Be, uh, let me ask you this. What does that do to education and schooling? Because in essence, you can put a student anywhere virtually in this in this augmented reality 
to really have a kind of true educational experience by placing them in whatever location that you're trying to educate them on instead of normal textbook material. Um, the, put them, put all right. The, the reason I'm asking, pay, make them feel what, the lava. <laughs> you could, because the reason I, so we have like, uh, these science, uh, events, not, not school related in the school, but it's, it's kind of the STEM, uh, related, uh, I don't even, it was, it was like a couple days yeah. where you just had, had the kids go around and one of them was virtual reality. So they put on, uh, the VR headset. And I forget what, I think it was Google that they were actually using, like the cardboard kind of feature and actually put them in the oceans and put them on the streets of other countries to really get that full immersive educational experience. Is that where that's going with education? So that's one thing that I see is like a good and like a net positive for something like this. And like because like you said you could really engage like students in a way that we've never been able to in a school system being able to like if a company were to create augmented reality virtual reality like seminars like throughout a whole like um like a whole uh lesson plan based on that where you get to experience and see what it was like to be in this time or like create like um being able to sit in on like the declaration of independence or like, or, or uh, like, even dude. like Preston, do you remember when we used to have the star domes? Like, yes. Imagine, imagine, oh, yeah. looking imagine up being able to like do stuff like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Pla- place you in real historical places instead of like reading about so-and-so. Um, and it could be as simple as Google earth because Google earth has, has so many great, like, like street images and, um, like 3d 3d models of everything now because of the way that they scan the earth like you could you could place yourself in the midst of this area you're learning about and and it's as simple as that and i think i think it's a really good idea like i think education would really benefit from that but not as a whole i think it's like you know you take it in doses because eventually i think um when when you how are we gonna fund it well, sure, but when you normalize the idea of virtual reality classes, 10, 10 15 years down the road, what those kids aren't going to know a difference between what it was like at a school and what it was like in virtual reality. And so eventually you're going to have these kids that are like, okay, it doesn't matter if I was in a classroom or at home, they're still going to behave or act the same way. So it may like amp up learning or the, the need, the want to learn, which is great, for now, but what happens if those kids begin to see past the quote unquote gimmick side of things and they decide, okay, well, this is just like, it's just a picture, you know, I'm not actually here kind of thing. Cause you know, well, how that's are. my, that's my other question with this. Is it just visual or does this become multi-sensory as we talk as advancements are made with this metaverse virtual reality? Does it hit all of the senses that we have? I think I think at some point you do, but at at some point um, there is a lot of like vests and different pieces of clothing that you can wear that has what is called haptic feedback. And (laughs) it's it's like a like a pulsing and a vibrating. It's just a a mix of different um, like 
heat sensors, yeah. cooling packs. Yeah, that that pretty much convey this feeling. And it's been around for a little while. Uh, in fact, in Disney Springs, this is the closest place I know that we have to us that has this. Um, Skywalker Ranch is one of the biggest develop like they they are a huge VR development studio. They are always trying to do the next thing in VR. Um, so they have put out this uh, these VR games that that are like escape rooms, but they're themed. And so what Skywalker Ranch does is they take these different um, IPs, these intellectual properties like Star Wars and Alien and different movies and stuff like that. And they create these VR escape rooms. And so the one that I did was Star Wars themed because it was located in Disney Springs. But like I know there's a bunch of other and like there's one in New York. There's one in Los Angeles. And what these vests would do is exactly what Preston is stating. It would vibrate pulse and then heat in the chest pad where you got shot by a blaster. And it's mm. really it's a really interesting sensation um, in, in that it tracks you walking around, too. So everything was tracked. The gun vibrated whenever you got shot and shot things like it's really it's really interesting. But the technology for that side of things, I look like I was a stormtrooper myself with the amount of gear that they had on me. And it's <laughs> it's it's a bit too much for the current for the yeah. current time being. But I mean, it's crazy how fast we develop things nowadays. It is, tr- yeah. That is that is very true. And and believe it or not, VR has been around since what the early 2010s, and it's current. Oh form. yeah. And then VR itself as a concept and as a it's somewhat been around since form, the 90s, the, 80s, yeah, 90s, say, like the the late 80s, I believe. I'm not too sure, Chris. You, you remember when the Nintendo thing came out? Yeah. Oh yeah, it, yeah. Giving yeah. you headaches and nauseous. <laughs> Well, I mean, a lot of that stuff still does, but at least yeah, we have true. like we have specialized glass and stuff like that that helps with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've reached, I think, what is the natural halfway point to this conversation where we can. Does anyone have any more like straight up logistical, realistic questions about this? Not really. Or, um, or uh, yeah, I mean, like, break the big one on you mind blown um but yeah throw it down because i'm sure it'll blow the mind even more so we we have seen ready player one and we've seen the kind of world that has turned into um ready ready player one i think was like one of those things where people who weren't able to find wealth was they were able to find wealth and stuff like that Mm -hmm. which is what is currently going on with uh uh, I I don't I don't even know what these things are, but like with with Bitcoin and NFTs and stuff like that, um, people mm-hmm. who who never thought they would have ever had a shot at wealth are now having a shot at wealth. And with the eruption of the metaverse and the announcement of the metaverse coming, if this is to become a consistent thing, and this is a widely marketed and widely produced thing, and something that's adopted by companies, do we think that we're going to head in the direction of like? a dependency like ready player one or like a total takeover like matrix or do you think that's even possible like do you think do you think we are i think it's certainly possible i think uh, if you give it enough time and introduce it slowly enough i think people will because i mean look at your phones now like nobody like doesn't have a phone right right and like um go ahead well so my view on it is that VR, it, it's always been a gimmicky thing. I, I have a headset. I think it is 
a spot for improvement. And I think we can really make some fantastic AAA titles and stuff out of VR, but purely for entertainment, you know, not mm-hmm. as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So when Half-Life, a $60 game that barely anyone played, is the most immersive experience that you can do on a VR headset, uh, and people still view it as a gimmick, then what? at what point do people stop thinking this is purely used for entertainment? And when does this, like, do you guys think it's totally possible for us to to just be completely sucked in? I mean, I guess a phone's a good a good example, but you need the sun, man. Yeah, I think... Uh... I think one of the points of uh, like where it's going to start in like being introduced to like the masses and it hasn't been thus far and maybe it won't ever be. I don't know. But I know that Apple is actually working on a uh, on a glass that uh, projects things as well with augmented reality. Yeah. I think that's going to be one of the biggest things that brings a lot of people in to because uh, I mean, like, look at look at like smartwatches and things like that. Um, I think people like what, like we have glasses anyway that we need to see. And then once like you start doing prescriptions and like more people are able to access this technology when it's not as expensive as, as all things with uh, technology. You, you got I think, the whole uh, Ned's like, cookie glasses on. I know. So you start like being able to not have to look at phones and like it's starting to become a part of your like reality. Like this fakeness is starting to become in your reality. So like you can see like you can always have them, your information without having to look at a phone or at a like at something or you can like uh, have like let's say you go to like a McDonald's and they no longer have like a huge like menu anymore and they like de like de expand like their uh, like footprint to where you just like whenever you walk in a menu pops up and you look at what you want hold it for a second and you order everything or like going to anywhere or is like this, is this how we move to the clean white future? I think so. <laughs> I we think so. Signage and everything, and everything is just like everything is just on your glasses. Like it'd be QR make perfect code. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, Chris. What so, do you think? I mean, because there's like a lot to digest when you when you get into the fact of like, can this be our life? Well, I think so. With Facebook, I think they've got the masses of the people. It's the hardware issue that they run into. Mm-hmm. Let me ask it this way. Is there ever a point that hardware is never the obstacle? I don't really think it is right I, now. I think uh, I think if Facebook sees or any other company sees a way to make more money versus like having people on a thing, like how we do with uh, free, like YouTube being free, or see how like a lot of these free services, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, allow you to have all this um, entertainment for free, but you're paying with the cost of your privacy and your time and eyes for advertisements. I say if one of these companies sees a future where having the most people on their like uh, like on their software versus or like having them on their hardware decide to make it cheap enough and or give it out for free to give it to masses so that it starts to become a more uh, just like a 
easily you know, digestible. Yeah. I, I think she, I don't think hardware ever is ever going to be the issue because and I, I mean, currently right now, like with COVID and the availability of parts and like the blockades on getting stuff from other countries, like obviously that's an issue for right now mm-hmm. and, buying, and buying everything. But uh, I mean, Facebook already mass produces the Oculus Rift and the Oculus Quest. At what cost? How much is that? Mine was for three ninety nine. Uh, the Oculus Quest varies based off of size, but I think it's about the same price. Two, yeah, I think there's one that's uh, like two forty nine. Yeah, two. It's like two. Yeah, two forty nine, two ninety nine to three ninety nine, I believe. And what are the limitations with that currently? Uh, so it would just resolution. be the glasses and having like your uh, having like the ability to move your hands around in the whatever game indoor thing you're doing which is like which is like what vr is the only thing yeah. that you can do better is the resolution of the eyes and more accurate hand tracking but with more mm-hmm. accurate hand with tracking like fingers yeah yeah it comes more expensive controllers and what the and, and boxes mounted in the corners of your rooms to track yeah. your body so if you so the most technological equipment that we could get right now or hardware that we could get right now would run you what a thousand bucks on the dot wow yeah all right so we pay at minimum the the vast majority at minimum nearly a thousand dollars for a phone that we carry around with us constantly right mm-hmm. and we do that because those phones can be put on payment plans from our service providers. So I think either one, they make it so cheap that you can't, you don't even know the cost that you're paying for the equipment or two, they provide it subsidized through advertisement. But then is that what is going to make up the metaverse too? just blasting with advertisement, which does not seem appealing to me. Um, no, but I mean, that's kind of how the kind of how our world has worked for a long time anyway. Like think, anytime you it, are on I, like a watch a TV, you get ads or like ads on billboards. billboards. And I was going to say, I think I think it depends how they approach it. I mean, there's going to yeah. be advertisements. There's always going to be advertisements in something. But mm-hmm. if the metaverse is developed after a. If it takes the shape of like a city or something like that, there's most definitely going to be advertisements and billboards and things like that. Um, but if, if not, and it's like just rooms and loading screens, there's probably going to be little sidebars or like little banners of stuff. So it, it's it's hard telling really. It, but if you're paying to use the service, probably not. So Facebook has changed their company name to, to Meta. Meta, right? So that's yeah. their prime focus is there a is there a timeline of kind of what to expect that is coming from facebook or now meta uh i'm not sure if they gave a hard line um i was i'm on their actual welcome to meta page right now there really isn't like uh like a hard line it's just a lot of fluff trying to say how good this is for people and like, don't worry about it. We're, we're responsible and have a principle centered around transparency control. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Is this something that we're going to see a drastic change in or are we just all going to ease into this new norm? I feel like it has think, to be eased into for well, people I, to accept it. 
I, I mean, where I'm going with this, Preston, is I feel like we eased into the world of smartphones that we know today. I mean, if you think back 10 years ago, you mm-hmm. did not you did not see the widespread um, takeover of the, of smartphones and, and Apple iPhones, to say the least, at a cost that is unfathomable. If you think back 10 years ago of what we pay for a phone now to carry around with us that really we use constantly. Yeah. I, I think, so I don't was, know. I think it was kind of, interesting. I think what's that? Is that when you read interviews about Zuckerberg talking about the metaverse is he explains it as the successor to the internet. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting how, uh, yeah. Hey, did you guys ever, did you guys see that, uh, like, uh, talk he was doing about it? He was, uh, he was like, uh, what was the quote? He was like, so think about it, how, uh, you used to be, or I used to be human. And he was like, oh, I'm, I mean, I'm still human. Um, (laughs) (laughs) interesting. He's probably doing that on purpose. You know, like he probably, he probably knows the jokes, man. There's no way he doesn't. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> just because of like, so you, I want... like the jokes people make about him and being a lizard man. <laughs> so uh, back to my movie recommendation, Connor. So since you mentioned you like 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. This really touches on kind of a not similar, but uh, it kind of touches on something that is very, I guess, um, I don't want to spoil the movie, but very emotional that you don't kind of realize. And when I think of kind of the the metaverse and kind of where we're going with things, do you feel like the emotions will be there still? Or do we lose all emotions? Just like Preston, you mentioned, will we feel human anymore? Um, yeah. I think so. I think we do. I think we will because people, I mean, look at, look at things like online dating, you know, people aren't afraid to take to the internet to find their significant other. Um, but also there's so much that the internet just has a hand in that can like that always is always conveying like the internet is a medium and the content we find on and we find on it is what determines whether or not we are emotionally connected or not. I think it, it, when we enter the metaverse, it gives ourselves, it gives people a chance to reinvent themselves. If, if they're going, you know, like it, it, if that, does that make kind of like they go, they go in and they're, they're a new person than who they are in, in the real world. And so I think they're, they're arguably even more emotionally connected because they, they understand that this is potentially the next big thing and that we could be here for a long time. I don't, I, don't think we, I don't think we go brain dead to sit per se. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, explain that a little more. We could be here a long time. Um, could we be here forever? Could we be Maybe. here forever? Well, that, that's the question about this new matrix question of, Yeah. Is it, I think it depends on how you see consciousness. Are we able to, are, would we like, is there a possibility in the future with such, in, like, such technology that we wouldn't understand now, but 
would it be possible to take who you are in essence, your memories, and is there is there like a ability to take a take your consciousness and put it into data, Hmm. like how your brain separates data? Um, Okay, well, I I uh, wrote a student film one time based off of that exact concept. Uh, and it the, the idea is that uh, we there actually is the existing technology for us to copy brains and keep their information saved as data. But the issue we run into is how that computer perceives that data. Um, it perceives it as a cluster of information and not things like emotions and memories and things like that. So I think once we find mm-hmm. a way to perceive that data, then, oh, whole new game, baby. <laughs> whole new game. We're talking immortality. I, I I, meant personally that, like, my the, what I was talking about, I guess, is closer to Ready Player One. It's going to be around forever, but our physical bodies and our minds are still going to give at some point, even though we spend most of our time in this thing called the metaverse. However, what Preston just talked about, that is straight matrix shit. That is like <laughs> that is like beyond like. And what what I was going to say he is hasn't that even the, seen the, he hasn't even seen the movies, and he's already talking about exactly. what's in them. And, and, and I was going to say he would like, love it. The the whole like theory of this new Matrix movie is that Neo chooses to place himself back in the Matrix. So the question is, once people go in. Do you like? Do we think they're going to be addicted, or do you think of their their life? Do you think people are going to get to a point where their life in the metaverse is better, better than the life that they built? <laughs> yeah, for I mean, do you? Life? So, so let's just simplify it. I mean, do you not think that they would not become addicted? Look at what they are doing with social media. You build, you build your social media as this perfect world, right? Or at least most people do. Yeah, and shape it. you just. You just put what you want out so that people see the best of you. And mm-hmm. it's like it and it, it's what you do. Like people are so addicted to it just now. Can you imagine when it is become all consuming in our lives? Yeah, people will, will become addicted to it. You have to gradually get there, but eventually people will be highly addicted. And I think that's what the end, the end goal like not like for a lot of companies, I think that was going for that will be their end goal is just to make sh- everyone need it perceived a need. And not everyone's going to be very trusting of it, but at some point it's just going to become so normal that no one really questions it anymore. Are you telling me people don't trust the internet right now? <laughs> no, no. I think before we get to a metaverse area, there's a lot of security things we need to think about too. Yeah. It'd be kind of like writing up a new, a new new constitution for the metaverse. New constitution, (laughs) new world, new laws. But what are they doing now around security? I mean, they, they bring in Zuckerberg and all of these other heavy hitters in this, in, in all these platforms and it's like we talk about the need for this, but but is in in reality, is there anything being done as it pertains to security? It's kind of interesting mm, that you bring that up because the guys who are who are wanting to create this metaverse, like Zuckerberg, he is the whole reason why we question: Do we need internet security? 
Do we mm-hmm. need all of these things? Because Zuckerberg is like, yeah, I've got your information, but I didn't tell anyone about it for a long time. So <laughs> it's really hard. It's hard to say. It is because at what point Zuckerberg states that the metaverse is going to be not just a one company thing. It's a multi-company thing. He is just bringing it up as the idea of like, it's time to move forward with this. So it's not just his idea. This idea has spanned over many companies and it's existed for a while. But these companies, these major technology companies are the ones who are going to contribute to it to create the metaverse yeah. and so what it will be. And the question I have is at what point in time do those companies start thinking more about the company side of things and versus, not, yeah, ver- versus, like, versus the better versus what is going to benefit the person more. And so at, the, at that point, security laws, stuff like that, they're going to, to be so tightly wound around the ideals of these companies and not what benefits the person and the individual. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to come down to what it always comes down to is, is, is it money? Is it a money making proposition? And that is exactly what Facebook has become. I mean, can you, was Zuckerberg thinking of this when he was sitting in his dorm room creating the Facebook? I mean, how did we get from a a college connecting tool to what we're talking about today? um, I think it's like just that is what like it naturally is, but it, it that's was the infancy of what we are seeing today. You know, the concept of the metaverse um, I'm looking at was created by um, a man named Neil Stevenson in a novel called Snow Crash. And this is based off of an essay he wrote about the philosophy of, or, uh, uh, hold on. This is a lot of big words. What's the year, Connor? When was that written? 92. Okay. It's, uh, sorry. Yeah. So it takes, it, it, it kind of goes into like the idea of religion and advanced computer, like science and, uh, how all these things could play together and create like a, like a world and, and a civilization and all kind like, it's, it's very, a very heavy book or something, something like, cause so I mean, so I hear. So like we already kind of have what we were talking about with the internet. I mean, it's not a tangible thing. It's literally just ones so, and zeros a code that everyone gets to connect to and be always encompassed within it and except now with the talk of the metaverse it's bringing those two worlds closer together so really you're telling me al gore created the metaverse pretty much gosh i knew it i knew it on a realistic note aside from al gore uh the metaverse is a concept that it's based off of sumerian mythology Explain. I, I yeah, I'm not I, sure. I, I'm not sure. I, I like I. I've got it pulled up here, but uh, oh. let me let me. You're uh, just getting too deep into the Google search, Connor. Well, no, I mean like like that's what like Snow Crash and the idea of the. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The world what within is, a world. Yeah, pretty much. What is the metaverse, and are we already living in it? So. Are we creating, are, are we becoming our own gods? 
<laughs> so Snow Crash we're, we're pretty much a, shaping a world for us to live in. Yeah, yeah. Well, Snow Crash is a cyberpunk chronicle blending Sumerian mythology and virtual reality. Uh, so it is defined as a digital as a world that in Sumerian, I guess, uh, more simply a world that exists beyond the physical world in which which we live, but take that and turn it digital and that's what we get no wonder elon musk is trying to get out of this world yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's why we've never met aliens uh, you never know maybe I, so maybe this is what intelligent life brings comes to instead uh, of searching through the stars we create our own world within our world i can't believe just how, like how long elon musk has actually been around you know like genuinely i i wonder if he like saw this coming i i swear on my life he is a a uh time traveler maybe he is an <laughs> alien yeah he could, be. he could be he's trying to save us from this uh future he saw <laughs> so so facebook was created february 4th 2004 can you just think that is almost it's so fast it, it how technology blows, has grown yeah it just blows my mind that it 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 went from him and his harvard days in a dorm room to where we are today with what he is he's created just with his platform now granted there's a lot of others working on this too but it just blows my mind in that short of a time span the connectivity yeah. socially that we have through the yeah. internet yeah, I, think I mean, it's really crazy if you like, uh, there's this chart that I saw one time that shows the evolution of technology starting between like when we started first using tools and how fast, like how rapid technology is increasing with, with like every like five years now compared to like, it was almost like a, like a, like a 500 to a thousand year period of innovation is now just like five years for us. Oh yeah, with, for with sure. amount of... That's kind of and weird. The, the people you can communicate with that, I mean, you think back not too long ago, you, you, you couldn't, couldn't even connect. talk to people because you didn't no. know their language. But now, now you, I, I was just listening to a Joe Rogan podcast about this. It's like how we've kind of evolved past like, um, like, uh, like there's no like barrier to human connection. Like, like let's say like you're on inst like on Instagram if something's in another language all you have to do is hit translate and now you're know what that person's saying and you can connect to yeah. them. So is study. that part of it too? So do you feel like a lot of what we try to store and you can do this now, granted, but even more uh, with the things that we've talked about? Do you feel like you don't need the storage capacity in your own brain in this metaverse because it just downloads it or or dumps it to you or translates or provides the information you need at an instant mm -hmm. without having Way to store that in, you in brain be. matter i think yeah. i think we'll always well we're a civilization that is always going to learn and retain but i think our memory is not going to be as good i i think yeah. i think our short-term memory uh is is going to ultimately be affected for sure Quick, quick wow. side note: as we as we wind down this conversation, because we are we are reaching the end. Um, did you guys know that Elon Musk is the co-founder of PayPal? Oh yes. yeah, for sure. That's how he got his money. That's crazy. I 
I honestly, like, I've been following Elon Musk and a lot of the stuff that he's been doing for a while, as all people, you know, everyone has. But it wasn't until like the last couple of months I was like, oh my gosh, this guy made PayPal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No idea. He made it in college. No clue. Yeah. It's crazy. That's, that's insane. And so it just goes to show like one simple idea uh, with the right entrepreneur can then, you know, blossom. And that's, this is now why we have the metaphors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, any, any nice lasting, you know, or, or ending thoughts that just kind of summarizes uh, everything. My brain, my brain hurts. I'm sure the listeners do too. So yeah, no, probably, probably I'm, already I'm done. Off by now. I think this comes back to like, uh, that, our, uh, space video, like how, uh, like why haven't we seen intelligent life? It's because we are the intelligent life and we are becoming the, uh, we are becoming the uh, super, super intelligent life forms that go discover and or create worlds that, you know. <laughs> Good point. Well, I, hopefully, hopefully we're right, because if we go the way that I think we're going and we're not the most intelligent life, then they've already got lasers pointed at us right now. <laughs> or they're like, oh, they're about to they're about to hit it. So we could finally uh, contact them. <laughs> Or they're they're digressing. Instead of moving outwards like we expected them to, they're now moving inwards into computers. <gasps> Monsters. Uh, it could go a million different ways. Yeah. Preston, you and I will place bets, and then ten years we'll uh, we'll evaluate and see who wins the money. Yeah, no. Just imagine when we're like, what's going to be around? What's the world going to be like? It's going to change so much quicker than what um, older people have even got to witness. Just imagine when we're like. 70 How i know we'll be, be we'll be on we'll be on mars <laughs> well either that or uh <clears throat> i don't know oh i don't i don't know i really don't know medical technology yeah. man i don't i don't ever think we're gonna die <laughs> all right maybe well uh I conversation think, for another day yeah yep. oh for sure because we're now right now at the end of, we're about to open another can of worms so let me any realist back here. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Whatever Podcast. Now, as you head out into the real universe, uh, just remember uh, that only only become attached to the real life experiences, the things you can hold and touch and 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 see in real life. Don't don't create this this metaverse for yourself based around social media just yet. 